Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castanari-King, and today I'm thrilled to have Scott Pryor. No, Scott W. Oh, Scott W. Pryor from... Oceanside, California. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And you are a painter of stuff, I see, from your website. <laughs> yes. And that stuck with me for some reason. <laughs> that is- Somebody actually wrote about me with that in uh, one of those, um, like the Book of California Light or some, yeah, in one of those things. So that stuck. And they said that. A yes. painter of stuff. Because I was using it as a way of branding uh, against versus the painter of light. Oh, I got you. So I was gotcha, like, gotcha. I'm the painter of stuff. All right. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So tell us why you're here in the beautiful state of New Hampshire. I am teaching a workshop this week. So okay. that's why I'm here. With the Ugunquit School of Summer, yes, with Summer the, School of Art. Yes. It's still kind of summer. Almost. Yeah. Is this your second or third year here? My second year teaching here. Third time out here, though. Nice. Nice. Came out on a family vacation, stayed at our friend's condo for two weeks before the summer actually started, which was a blessing, I guess. Yeah. And had a blast. And I'm like, I'm going to go back and paint. Cool. Well, we are so glad to have you. I took your workshop last year. Well, one day. <laughs> and it was fantastic. So I really enjoyed it. It was that. only a one-day workshop. I know. <laughs> well, this year's three days. <laughs> this year's three days, yes. It'll be over when this airs. So <laughs> that's true. You missed hey, it. come on out tomorrow. Now. Look Never for mind. next year. Um, so I'd love to start with um, asking people I interview your earliest recollections of anything artistic. Earliest Always, I, well, I always drew and painted, uh, mostly drawing, charcoal drawings and stuff, as a kid. And then when I got injured playing handball Ooh. in elementary school. Really? Yes, I broke my foot, actually. Oh. Hey, I went around the world a few times, though. Okay. So it was worth it. <laughs> I was the king of the court. It was worth the break. <laughs> yeah, so I broke my foot and was laid up, so my mom bought me fresh a fresh set of charcoals and uh, like a how to draw book yeah and how old were you like six or seven six or seven somewhere around there right that early yeah and she noticed a gift yeah she was crafty and then my my grandparents my grandmother on my dad's side and my great aunt both were painters. They painted birds. Mm. Yeah. Did so, you ever see them paint? Did you ever yeah. Paint? Yeah. I actually painted with them. And wow. my, actually, she wasn't my great aunt. Let me take that back. She was my regular aunt. Regular aunt. 
you know, big anyways, difference. there is a big difference. I'm and both. she was one of those people that she was actually mad at me because I could draw. <laughs> so it was like, I wanted to draw. And she's like, nope, we're not doing that today. <gasps> How so, about that? But my grandma was all, come on over and draw anytime. Wow. So this was really nurtured from a young age. Pretty much. In your family. Yeah, off and on, you know. I've been injured many times as well, a youth. And then it always sends you back to art. Yeah. Really? Basically. Yeah. How about, so this is, you're Better just supposed to do this Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Okay, so what happened at junior high, high school? What happened with your art? My art. Uh, junior high is actually where I took a, my first technical class, art class. I don't remember her name, though. But I, there was this other girl, Pam McKay. She and I won the, like, there was a contest. Who did the best folder cover, Ooh. you know? And Pam made, she won. There was three of us. I forget who third was. That's so funny. Of course you forget who third is, right? <laughs> oh, um, ouch. <laughs> totally, ouch. Ouch is right. <laughs> um, so I, I uh, Pam did this really bitchin' unicorn. And I painted a cobra. Ooh. So Pam won with her unicorn, mm -hmm. and I won with my cobra, which is hilarious because it's kind of like, you know, saw. That's, in some ways, I see the art world that way right now is huh. people winning for their unicorns. Okay, really? Yeah. <laughs> that are just average. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh -oh. sorry. No, no. <laughs> Carry we, on. We want to get into that later. That's, that's a can of worms right there. Winning unicorns, I'm taking it now. Okay, so. <laughs> you should. Because <laughs> okay, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> That's what we want. A really good interview. So, so what happened? Like, what? Um, how did you know you wanted to study this in college? Well, um, I didn't right away. Okay. So when I went to high school, I didn't take uh, art classes. I always drew and stuff on my own. You know, between injuries and whatever. Um, but I I started, um, went through high school and I did shop classes. The wrestling coach was the art uh, teacher and I was cl close with him and I was already with him a lot, yeah. you know, from because he coached football and wrestling. So I was like, I'm not going to take any classes with him. Just to, I don't know. I should have took one. Put some space. Yeah. Anyways, huh. I learned how to make bongs. Water Was there a pipes. Class, a class in that? No, there's not, but I took a plastics <laughs> class. California's a great place. <laughs> and we had plastic tubing, and, you know, you get a bunch of stupid oh, kids together in a gosh. plastics class, and oh my gosh. water pipes galore. This is art. <laughs> this is his artistic journey. Okay. So, yes, my artistic journey. <laughs> then I go to the college, go to college at Wrestleton College for a year and a half, and I'm uh, miserable, and I got hurt, and stuff. Well, you just have a track record. Oh, yeah. I'm only 50, and I feel it all over. Oh. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. Beware, kids. Beware. <laughs> Don't get injured in sports. Oh. Um, yeah. So, the, so um, basically, six majors later, and I, I, went, to a, I went to San Diego State um, after junior college, and 
I had to become a full-time student because back then you had to be a full-time student so your parents could insure you and all that stuff. So I took mm-hmm. a ceramics, ceramics class at San Diego State. That school so impacted. Like, I was there to do radio broadcasting. Couldn't get in the program. Mm. Got in as a quote-unquote business major. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fulfilled the full-time <laughs> studentship thing. And then... Mm. Um, and by getting into a ceramics class in my second semester there, or whatever that was, and the teacher's like, he said, you have to sketch out what you're doing before you can do the sculptures, and yeah. it's like just an intro class. So I spent more time on my sketches. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And he's like, you can draw, wherever you know, like, why aren't you doing art? Yeah. And I'm like, it's a really good idea. So then I got kicked out of school. And I, I didn't pursue it because it was like another 28 credits I had to do. And I was yeah, like, just yeah. get me the hell out of college and I'll figure it out, you know, on my own. And which didn't happen because I got forced out of San Diego State, which is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> kind of pathetic. But I could have begged and stayed in, but I was like, I don't want to waste my parents' money anymore. Yeah. Moved home and... Um, Took a semester off, got a job at a really cool punk rock club, worked two jobs for a semester, and then went back to school, and my mom's like, why don't you take some art classes? Mm. I was like, but i that's a good idea. <laughs> so I just jumped in. <laughs> so you in. really hadn't thought of it before, but... No, I thought about it. It was the whole idea of having to, like go through all of it and having to spend more money and more time at college and I was just like over it really and then got I got turned on to illustration by one of my my figurative instructors at the at Orange Coast College and the rest is history Mm. and she's like you should study illustration you're really good give me the hub of the wheel speech Mm -hmm. and I was like okay and off you went. Off I went. So what did you do when you graduated? Did you do illustration? Tried to. Yeah. <clears throat> Studied. I basically had a background of, like, my studies were illustration basics, we'll say. And then, like, animation was taken off. So I was trying to get a job. Uh-huh. I geared towards that, and I studied painting. So it was, like, background painting and just layout design. And then um, that didn't happen. Because mm-hmm. when I got, I graduated arts. I graduated from the academy in 97 and the industry basically plateaued. Mm -hmm. So there was a hiring freeze Mm -hmm. in gaming, in advertising, in animation. Mm -hmm. And the computer killed illustration. Yeah. Especially for guys like me, just fresh, you know. Mm. So I tried getting into production illustration. I I was all over L.A. Mm from San Francisco down to LA and tried my hat at everything and then got turned I was teaching and got turned on to the California Art Club oh. by some of my students wow yeah they're like have you heard of the California Art Club I'm like, nope huh? they do plain air painting I'm like what the hell is plain air painting <laughs> or you know landscape painting when you go outside and you do them all those are called outdoor studies <laughs> Forgetting that the French term is the same thing. So I was just like, oh, cool. And then, so I went to, there was a show. So I was teaching at Palos Verdes Art Center in Palos Verdes, Los Angeles. Um, 
South Bay area. That's what they call it. And there was a show at Malaga Cove Library. And so that was uh, Dan Pinkham, Joe Vuang, and one other person. Um, I forget her name. Anyways, so I um, had I walked into the gallery because it's a historic building that they converted, like, it's still half library and then half gallery. Wow. All Spanish, colonial, nice. adobe, pretty pretty rad. And I walk in there, and there's Dan Pinkham. And he's a really tall guy, super sweet. And I'm walking around the show, and I'm looking at it, and he starts talking to me. Mm. And he tells me about the club, what it's all about. Had I ever considered him, like, I never even heard of you till today, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And then I was coming, driving home, and I, this is on the way home, so I stopped off to check it out, and here you are. Here we are, you know. And so he's like, "You should submit to be an artist member." <laughs> and I was like, "A what?" So uh, you know, <clears throat> we talked some more. Then that was back in the day with no cell phones. I know, right? You didn't no, even show him your work or anything. No, nothing, no, nothing. But he heard <laughs> it. I was, your phone. I was teaching, and you know, I was like, "Oh," and then. It's like, you should submit to be an artist member. And so I did. I shouldn't even be telling the story because it makes people upset. Why? Very upset. Why, why? Because it got in on my first try. Were they looking for young blood? They were looking for young blood who could draw and paint. Right. And you fit the bill. So yeah. what's wrong with that? Because well, no, no one gets in on their first try. No. Ooh. Yeah. Stabbed. Exactly. So you were X'd from the beginning. So I got in and... <laughs> I've told this story to people before, and they were like, what? And they got super fucking pissed really? off. Like, Ooh. oh, yeah, like, uh-huh. I've been trying for five years. I'm like, I'm, it's the old boys thing. I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. I just <laughs> submitted my work, and I uh-huh. got in, and now here we are. Yeah. And you're yelling at me. Now, what did you submit? What was the medium? It was a couple, actually, figurative pastel pieces and uh, an oil painting so mm. it was like a landscape that i did and i was like uh no way it's two paintings in one pastel mm. so both figurative you know not plain air at all and yeah there was no plain air so it was all figurative mm. i'm trying to remember like what else did i give them anyways that was a long time ago um yeah so and i got in i didn't get into like this so they did the gold medal show the first year, I didn't get into that the first time around, mm-hmm. but I learned, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. all right, yeah. they don't want that, Scott. They want to see more of this sort of. I was showing them like the illustration Scott stuff, yes. thinking because I had never seen a catalog or nothing. Uh-huh. So what I submitted it was illustrationy, figurative work, and then. So the next time around, I'd been, I'd started doing more like urban-y landscape stuff and that just took off and so was had, selling like hotcakes Were right you away. going out and doing that plein air at that time? A little bit. Mm. Working from photos as well. Yeah. Yeah. What draws you to the urban landscape? It's hard. <laughs> no kidding. I look at your work, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much in there. And then I zoom in, it's like three brush strokes, like meticulously placed to get this entire figure and I'm like that's pretty bad it's hard it's wicked hard yeah yeah wicked hard is yeah that's a new angle I get it it's, I like it <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so you were doing that from the beginning, and then... Yeah, uh, I just kind of... Well, one of the first paintings I ever did, right, I was still living in San Francisco, and I was, like, the first... I did a, I did a painting of, like, the Mission District or something, and I was, I was technically an alumni, and was able to... Um, I put my painting in for, like, the alumni faculty show... An auction and I sold like two of the three that I submitted mm. and they were both just urban paintings from San Francisco yeah. and I was like that's fun yeah. you know like I love painting it yeah I love being here right you know? people so, like what I love yeah <laughs> can't so, beat that what year was that um that was like 97 97 yep around 90 yeah 97 98 so did you keep teaching and, and painting on the side, or when did you take the jump? No. So what I did was I listened to one of my favorite instructors at the academy, Bill Mon, um, and we were talking about stuff because it was a whole – there was the limbo of the illustration world, and then I was also, you know, thinking of doing fine art because of how the illustration world was going. Mm-hmm. And he basically told me, he's like, instead of jumping in and teaching like so many guys do, if you can take three, four years off and just work as much as you can on who you want to be, do you want to be painter Scott or do you want to be illustration Scott? And go that, go that route, put these, I'll put down the books, put down the magazines, put down the videos, whatever, like put it all away. Mm -hmm. Pub- publishers love that advice. Huh. Not really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was on advice. another. I was on another podcast and I mentioned that, and he was like, "What? <laughs> I, Don't listen to him." <laughs> perfect. I love it. So you did it. <laughs> so I did it, and I took like three years off and yeah. figured out what I, I was going out painting. I was painting in the studios, figuring out like what I want to do, what you know, and I just started gravitating towards fine art stuff. So mm-hmm. that's what I focused on. That's then I got into the club and it was like all the doors started opening up and then I started winning awards, which was really weird. Yeah. I see you had your first solo show in 2004. People, places, things. Yeah. Was it then? Yep. That's what your website says. It's around. That was around then. <laughs> around then. Around yeah, then. Yeah. Like, well, I could be off by a year. Yeah, yeah. Could have been three, but yeah. that's pretty close. That was all, that was at the, um, the Soldiers Barracks Gallery at the Mission in San Juan Capistrano. Yeah. And one of the board members was a collector, Tony Forster. The Forster family, their lineage goes back to, they actually owned the Mission and San Clemente Island. And, but the government, they gave it, I think they gave the island to the government so they could bomb it. Because Camp Pendleton's like right there. So they're practicing war stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And the mission was taken back by the by Lincoln. So their heritage goes way, way, way wow. back. Wow. So he was a super sweet guy. And he um, bought a lot of art. Yeah. A lot. So. Huh. Yeah. So, okay, what, uh, when did you get into art full-time? Well, and let's how, see. What so, route did you go? So I graduated from the Academy in 97, Academy of Art in San Francisco, 1997. 
and then got into the um the club. So I stopped. I was waiting tables and stuff to pull a lot. Yeah. And painting, and then we had our first daughter. So I was waiting tables less. Mm -hmm. Being Mr. Mom and pursuing the art thing. Mm -hmm. And so by 2000, about probably 2005 is when I quit um, waiting tables. Okay. So that when I had the one-man show, I was juggling lots. Mm. Yeah. Mom, Mr. Mom, putting a show together. You know. So, uh, talking about Mr. Mom, I have to go to your website and talk about this one picture for just a second, this painting. Um, oh, maybe I've lost it now. Hang on one second. Is it the timeout chair? Yes, I can't find Why? Why can't you I get You have to there? scroll, I think. Yeah, I know. Oh, there it is. Is yeah. this, this is called Time Out. This has to be your daughter. That is the youngest, yes. In your studio, it looks like. Uh, actually, the dining room. Is this a frame? Or is this some painting? That's, those are paintings. Did you paint stacked. in the dining room? No, I painted um, in the upstairs bedroom at that time. Okay. Her was, face is deliciously defiant. Doesn't and she, she just she's... says, I'm in Time Out, but I am not here. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> You captured nope. us. So nope. She was so mad. It was hilarious. She's like so three cute. or whatever. It's a 24 by 36. That is so cute. You have to go to the website. Scott, Scott W. Prior dot com. Your Scott website is W? Oh, it is. Look at it. There's the W. Scott W. w Prior dot com. Get it straight, folks. Okay. Go there. It's really hard sometimes. Look at time out. Time out. Um, so that's awesome. So you went into full-time painting. Tell me about um, when did you start painting outdoors more frequently than in, in the studio? And how did that happen? Well, while I was going to the academy, I was studying with Craig Nelson. He's the director of the fine art department. Um, and I was helping him because I was a work college work study person, student. So my job was to whatever to get coffee or do whatever he asked. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was set the class up. So, and the first time I was doing helping him out was in a quick studies class, and it wasn't even my class, but I had to go go out and go paint or help him go out and do plein air. Or go outside and do outdoor studies. That's what we call them. Again. Um, and I remember Craig making fun of it. Being, yeah, in French it's plein air. <laughs> He's like, it's, or it's just what we as artists go do. You know, if you're that. a representational painter, you should be painting outside. <laughs> so we, we went and um, we went to Golden Gate Park. And I helped him doing whatever he wanted me to do. And then once he was ready and the, other, the students were ready, I could paint. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started painting outside. Uh, and then when I got out of school, one of the first shows I got into was a La Quinta plein air 
whatever. So it's out in the Palm Springs area. They don't do that show anymore, but, mm-hmm. and I got it. So I got into that one. I did the paint out at the mission with the California art club. Mm-hmm. And then I did so the first time I did the show of any plain air. I, I did horrible. I got skunked. I, I had the crappiest frames in the world. You know, I mean, I learned a lot, though. Yeah. My paintings were fine. Yeah. It was the, you know, now I think they're substandard. But back then, <laughs> you know, I was doing all right comparing myself to the other artists that are in the show. I'm like, so it's not my paintings. It was my frames. It was my presentation. Mm-hmm. I was broke. So, right. you know, right. <clears throat> excuse me. I had, I, had, I, you know, my, I'm half Mexican. My grandfather had been going to Mexico for, um, to an orphanage to mm-hmm. take food down there once a month. So as a kid, I used to go down there with him all the time. Mm-hmm. And so as an adult, I'm an artist. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to get a job at Arco? I can get you a job at the refinery. And I was like, Nope, <laughs> thanks grandpa. I'm like, I do need help with getting frames though. Cause you know, I like frames and the frames that people are using are super expensive. He's like, well, what's your budget? You know, and I'm like, I don't know. I got 300 bucks. So that would get me like, four frames yeah. and so i'm like i'm gonna be painting more than that he's like well let's go to tj i know where to take you so we went to tijuana ah. and i bought a bunch of frames <laughs> that i thought were good yeah did the first show at the la quinta arts thing and got my ass handed to me because <laughs> i had the crappy frames some people were very rude about it i'll not mention them <sighs> <laughs> But anyways, but then the next day after the gala event and having two drunk people come up to me telling me I got to get my shit together. Mm. Okay. So the, the, the public event, you know, I'm there and I'm talking to Jacobus boss. I'll drop his name. I'm with Ken Oster and, um, John Cosby and a couple other people. And so Jacob takes me around. He's like, well, he's like, your frames are a little busy. Mm. He's all the velvet you don't really need. That was a nice frame. Yeah. And he's like, so he's like, take take a look at these frames. He's Mm -hmm. all, and there's ways of buying these frames and that aren't the gold leaf ones, Mm -hmm. you know? So he explained everything to me and was super sweet. And nice. Like, I'm like, he's a buddy. And from then on was like, Okay, he's safe to talk to. Right, you know, right. Cosby, all those guys were safe to talk to about stuff. Mm. Nobody being rude unless I said something rude. You know, I can't imagine that. Uh, well, uh, we had some good times. <laughs> <laughs> Instigating Ken to get him all riled up. Oh man, that's so fun. Rest in peace, buddy. So you have this extensive list of <laughs> publications, awards. Um, yeah. we would use half the show to read them. So I won't, but people can find that on your website, scottwprior.com. And, um, but share with us how, how taking that track, well, I guess the magazines would have contacted you. You weren't out beating their bushes. They were contacting no, you. No, well, back in the day, you sent in slides. Okay. You know, to, to, them. to them so that they would see who you were. Okay. And I did I did do all that. It's like the, you know, the sending the letter with the slides and so the follow up letter okay. and oh yeah, man. You and did to... somebody um, <clears throat> tell you this is the way to go for an artist, or did you just feel this was the way to go for you? 
um, as far as doing that kind of promoting, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I was told by the, by the Academy, mm-hmm. we had a, a marketing class actually. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. What? Which is all obsolete I'm now. Heard of. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> it's all obsolete now though. Cause everybody was successful who took it. And so, what's no, that not necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's bizarre. <clears throat> well, I just, you know, I took some things and then when you meet them in person, or if you're at a show and those people are there, you got to go meet them. Yeah, yeah. You can't be shy and yeah. sitting in the corner or you're never going to get anywhere. You know, yeah. I mean, you have to stand out as a human too, so that they you know, see you. And so through the multiple shows and meeting them and talking to them and, mm. you know, yeah. submitting stuff to them at first and just following through with it, you know, it's, it's a, a pain in the ass. Well, you started with Southwest Art Magazine in 2007, as, um, and by 2008, you were the feature article. You yes. were In 2007, the artist to watch. Yep. 2008, the feature article, and then yep. it just snowballs from there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then, so... Um, you have to put the work in. Yeah, so the trajectory was to get yourself out there through these venues. Yeah, and I, like I got a, um, I did an article with before Southwest was it was with um, American artists or artists whatever the, the like they had a lot of how to stuff hmm. it doesn't exist anymore hmm. but I had a full feature with them on how I did my urban stuff and you know it was all like f- fresh guy that hmm. was, was a new dude so. <laughs> I love it. Now I'm old and bitter. Oh, right, right, right. Not yet. Not yet. Um, competitions. Did you enter a lot of them? Yes. And did you change your style to win them, or did you just put in who Scott Pryor is as a painter? Never change your style to win anything. Always be true to yourself. Good. And, and you won. You kept winning. <laughs> yes, I'm guilty of winning some awards. <laughs> guilty as charged. Um, that's, that's awesome. And that all boosted your career. And uh, tell, tell me the story. Cause I heard you say this last year when we were sitting around lunch or something. Tell, tell the story about your dad and, and that, was it the first thing you won? Oh, was there? that was, so yes, the first, um, second plane air show I'd been into, got into. That's a funny story actually. Cause like, so I got into the La Quinta thing and then I, there was a Carmel Art Festival show, and I knew all the guys in it, you know, because they're either in the California Art Club and whatever, you know, and and it was I'm I, I'm like, how come? And I got denied. Oh. Oh yeah, they 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 said nope. <laughs> this was this early on in your. Yeah, it was yeah. like two thousand and two or okay. whatever that was, um, and so I got denied by them. And I was talking to my friend, Terry Masters, who got in. And I was like, Terry, what is the deal with this show? He's like, yeah, I don't know. It's political, kind of, and this and that. And and, you know, I was like, and so I'm like, well, that's dumb. He's like, well, you should call them and just see if they'll do a, a backup list. You know, like, oh, yeah. so I did that. Mm. And they started a list, like, and somebody pulled out. And so they called me like three weeks before the show. And I was like, sure, yeah. I'll do the show, you know? 
And then we look into getting a hotel room. There's no rooms available. because It's a very popular weekend in Carmel. Um, and they don't host. They don't host people. So you have to get your own room. And so my wife and I, we took her one and a half year old daughter. She was two, whatever. Um, and we took my parents' camper and their truck. And I camped in Big Sur. And that was like March or May or it was cold. And my parents came up too. So they came and stayed at a hotel in Big Sur and they would go and pick up Wendy and Hannah and um, would like take them into town and go shopping and go mm-hmm. do stuff and sightseeing and stuff like that. And I went, I would drive all the way in mm-hmm. and like check in and go start painting and, mm-hmm. and Big Sur wasn't my thing for painting. So I had to drive all the way in, mm-hmm. you know, and so I <clears throat> spent like the whatever it is, two days of painting that they give you. Um, running around like a freak, trying to find spots <laughs> to paint, you know. And at the same time, I'm like worried about my wife and my kid who are mm. camping at Big Sur. And I'm like, yeah, morning coffee. Bye. Got to go. And they were, they knew, they, you know, my wife's like, yeah, go. Go do mm. you, man. So I went and ran around and then I did a painting. Like it was like a one of those like somebody's like, Hey, come paint with me here. And I'm like, okay. And I go and paint. And the only spot to paint was where they were. They had the best view. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to paint? And I saw down on the, on the street in front of the house. Um, it had a little bit of Monterey and stuff in the background. Hmm. Um, there was a truck park, an old 50 something truck, 60, uh, 63 Chevy stepside truck. Um, parked and so I just went down and painted that thing like I need something else to paint you know so I painted that and then submitted we all submit and do all that stuff and I put that one in there because it was the one of the better ones you mm-hmm. know and I'm like you're only allowed two so that gets into the show or I put that in the show and then during the show the big gala event they have, you have to get nine silent bids to get into the live auction. Okay. So not only do I win an award, my dad's standing there next to me for that. Then the silent auction that goes from the silent auction to the live auction. And it's like two dudes that are just at it with each other. trying to outbid each other. So my painting goes for triple the asking price. And my dad's crying watching all this. <laughs> I'm like, are you crying? What, <laughs> what is wrong with you? You know, oh. it was so weird. Yeah. That's um, so nice. So, yeah. And they turned you down. They turned you down. And they turned me down. And you got in and Yeah. Won. And then I won an award and one honorable them. mention. And then I was back the next year. So, good going. Good God. I love it. Okay, so books. What are these books? Land of Sunlight and California Light. Land of Sunlight is a um, book that's about the landscape of San Diego. California Light is a book that was for the California Art Club having to do with their centennial anniversary. So are these are these books they published? The no, the Land of Sunlight was published by a um, a person, a publisher in, that's based out of San Diego. Okay. Rizzoli Publishing published the California Light, and then they, there's another one that I'm in that's called like Beach Cities or 
mm. each towns of California or something like that, hmm. which is another Rizzoli published book. But the one of California Light, there's only there all like signature members and artist members of the club are in it, and there's two of us that have three paintings in it. Okay. Dennis Doheny, who was a bit of a big shot, West Coast big shot, mm-hmm. by international too, mm-hmm. and then me. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm at his level. And it's like, wow. wow. So I have like, holy crap. And that wow. was not pub- that was picked by the publishing company, yeah. not by yeah. the authors, which was John Stern and Molly Seibel. So. Hmm. Awesome. You just got to keep going through those doors. So talk about the winning unicorns. What's going on out there? The winning unicorns. <laughs> Who's painting unicorns and winning? No, don't tell names, but what's going on? No, no. Basically, the with the saturation of the plein air market yeah. and a lot of people that are jumping in as retired folks, which there's nothing wrong. That's great. Mm. But, you know, but there's a, a it's, it's part of the problem with what's going on here with like kids getting awards for mm. just showing up and kicking a ball down the field. Ooh, ooh, gotcha. Boy, I had right? an accident. Yeah. Okay. We're going to not say anything here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the similar thing. Like, you know, like there's average and below average mm-hmm. unicorn paintings. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were done in plain air. Maybe they were done in a studio mm-hmm. that are being awarded and, being a trained professional, I see right through them, hmm. you know, and a lot gotcha. of us do, yeah. which turns a lot of us off from doing the yeah. competitions and the, the online competitions and, mm. you know, it's just, it just loses the integrity of the, yes, yes. And the, it's all, and, and now everybody's all about being Insta famous and all that crap. And it's mm. just like, that's not what it's about. Mm. Okay. You gotta have a lot of dogs painted before you get to the good ones, and maybe once in a while you hit one out of the park. Right, but right. you you know the consistency thing is where that's where the mileage comes in. So you gotta like mm-hmm. gotta do in, your thousand you miles of canvas. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, what's your wow factor? How do you know a painting's done? Ooh, that's a good question. Wow factor. Um, you know, when I just feel really good about it, like mm. I can, there's paintings that I'm like, oh, I should work on that more. Mm. But then I'm like, I don't, and I leave it alone, and I come back to it a year later, I'm like, no, that's done, mm. you know. But sometimes it just, you know, it's almost like some paintings that I do, um, like the last one, I don't know, like if you saw it was the, Stairs to Stockton Street, the night painting, mm-hmm. where it's the staircase going yeah, down. Yeah, who can make stairs look beautiful? I mean, come on. Just, it's, <laughs> they look pretty, but man, does it smell down there? <laughs> Woo! Oh boy, that was not good plan air. No, no, I didn't plan air paint that one. Okay. <laughs> I took a lot of photos, and I've painted mm. on the streets enough there that mm. I know what it's, you know, what it's like. Mm. And that painting, like... When I did the steps, I was like, oh, yeah. And then I started working on refining the street. And I was like, I was just excited about it all the way through it. 
You know, I did have to put it on timeout because it fell off the easel and ripped. <laughs> oh, yes. Ooh. So That's yeah, out. wow. I sh- I have the video on how I repaired it all on my Instagram at, cool. at Scott W Pryor. <laughs> so, um, your your paintings, as I mentioned already, up close they have such seemingly few notes, and you know you you step back and you see this beautiful harmony of an incredibly busy scene that's just. You know, it's harmonious. It's, it, it's just calming. It's not um, overwhelming with all of the things you put in there. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, for me, like to, today, one of the things that I was trying to reiterate with the workshop was mm. tight drawing with loose paint application. Okay. So sketch it out with pencil? I, no, I, t- I drew most of my drawing with a brush. Okay. Um, and refine it and refine mm-hmm. it. And then, especially with the hard scenes that have a lot of different perspectives going on. Yeah. Um, that was the first night painting I had done in a long time. Because like, it all, all of a sudden became cool to do night paintings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll show you a fucking night painting, people. <laughs> and that's what that was about. Was showing people how to do a night painting. Like, I got it. here you go. Good, good. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, so it, yeah, that painting was just a, a fun one. Yeah. It seemed like the same thing with the um, the Market Street Hustle one, which is the yeah. trolley car on Market Street with the guy with the umbrella on the bike. Mm-hmm. That was just one of those. It just came together really fun, mm-hmm. you know. And I didn't have to put it down at all. I just saw it all the way through the end. You know? So do you do do you use a lot of photos back in the studio from your plein air studies, or how do you mostly? Like in the studio, um, it's mostly photo work, but it's it's the trained eye of knowing how to manipulate the photos mm. so that you see mm. what you would see when you're there. Yeah, you have to you know study an area. Right. You, that's how you do it. Right. That's right. how I do it. Mm. So when you're teaching a workshop, what is the number one thing you're trying to get your students? If there's only one thing they leave the with, last, <laughs> what do you want them to have? The last few, two days, I have been, get your docs in. Get your docus docs in. <laughs> we understand that language. So it's all You've about practiced. like setting your values up. Yes, I have been actually. <laughs> setting the values up by setting, by setting up your darkest mm. darks and your drawing, you know, and then building from that mm. so we'll see how day three goes tomorrow mm. <laughs> but yeah nice. we got rain on today so it was a bit of a i think it's gonna rain tomorrow too. um what has been your greatest challenge in all of this in your whole artistic journey probably the branding marketing thing mm. the branding mm. like that also goes to me putting my foot in my mouth Way too many times. Well, that's your brand. <laughs> that's part of it. That is part of it. You know, and people uh, admire that I'm direct and, right, right. Sure. and honest. You know, I don't cut anything out, yeah. as you know. Yeah. This is a, almost a PG episode, folks. It is. Thank you very much <laughs> um, for that. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard, though. I mean, yeah. So it's like, like you have to 
watch who you listen to because I have listened to the wrong people and mm. we all, we, you know, there comes a time where you just want to make money and you're like, yes, I'll do whatever. And mm. then you're like, damn it. Mm. Why did I do that? You know? Mm. So I would have to say that part, but the, for the easy part for me was the painting. It was mm. like, that's, I'm, I'm an artist. I, I don't know anything else. Mm. You know, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> what kind of we're glad about that um so what defines success for you <laughs> you know it's pretty funny because i've had numerous conversations about this kind of stuff with people and david casson who's a friend he posted something about like what makes a successful artist and that was on instagram and i was like Reading through people's stuff. Oh, I want to get in a museum show. I want to be in it. I want to be collected by a museum. I want to be in this show. I want to win an award. I want to do all that. And I'm like, hmm. like they're there. This is what makes a successful artist. And I'm like, wow, I've done almost pretty much all those. <laughs> and I said something, and like I was just in a shitty mood, you know. <laughs> and David's like, why do you do that to yourself, man? He's all. So many people would kill to be where you're at. And I'm all, I'm sorry. I'm a total idiot right now. <laughs> like, you know. What did flared. you say? Do you remember? No, it was like, <laughs> like, yeah, someday I'll get to your level or something <laughs> stupid like that. And, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah. it's like, you're like, so here's the thing, kids. People like David Casson, who's a great, painter and a super sweet person and Jeremy Lipking and you name you, you go down the list of whatever artists that you see as like top notch making a ton of money off of their paintings they're, so they're the 1% of us artists and artists as artists we're 1% mm. we're one percenters right. right so only 1% of us really makes it mm -hmm. quote unquote like yep. makes it makes it you know and there's a lot of leeway to make it. You don't have to be David. It's like somebody just posted something on Instagram the other day, Jay Bentley, like striving to be a rock star or a superstar or whatever it was, is great. Striving to be an artist is great. Pick one. You know, and if you want to be a superstar, go for it. But if you want to be an artist... Just focus on your craft mm -hmm. or crafts, your multiple craftiness. <laughs> <clears throat> so staying true to yourself is successful. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? Right, right. If you're not true to yourself, you're not true to other people, your art's going to flop. Yeah. Yeah. So. So what are your future plans? What do you got next five years? on the radar radar well i'm going to be teaching more okay. um thinking about doing something something with patreon or patron or however you say that mm -hmm. that would be educational based mm -hmm. uh, working on a couple different series that i've been trying to think of and having and hawing about teaching series no or, or painting, painting, series. painting series yeah so um interesting todd posted a little bit uh something on facebook about your sketchbook what do you do with that well, what I've, I've had ideas for a while, 
you know, and then I just started jotting them down. I go to my friend, um, friend's house for art night on Tuesdays. Art night? Yeah. What's that? It's just, we hang out and we draw and talk about stuff and Steve, oh, Stevie Caballero. Some of you may have heard of him out there. Mm-hmm. He kind of rides a skateboard for a living. Oh. Um, and he's an artist as well. Wow. So we, he, we live by each other and have been introduced. And so we were hanging out one day talking and he's like, what do you think about doing art night? And I'm like, wow. I think that's a great idea. He's like, what about next Tuesday? And I'm like, uh, all right. You know, oh, cool. I'm glad he didn't invite you on the skateboard. Seems you have an accident history. I do. I don't ride skateboards anymore. <laughs> Sometimes I surf. That's about it. Oh, cool. Go to the gym. Um, so the uh, art night thing, I just started, my thing was like, well, I'm the only trained guy at it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, we'll just call them street artists for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, you know. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come and I'm just going to work on all these ideas I've been talking about for cool. so long, Yeah, you know, and make it happen mm. and paint solely for myself and do things solely for me and make me happy about it. Cause you know, can you, you share you, what do you have? For oh, series coming up? Well, I can share a little bit. <laughs> Let us into if the I vault. see any of you steal my shit, I will find <laughs> you and kill you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I have an idea. I'm making fun of my friends out there that are doing landscapes and throwing in a guy on a horse and they think it's cute and they sell the crap out of their work. And I'm like, you're just making it up. You don't even know how to draw a horse. Anyway, sorry. They're not unicorns. No, they're not unicorns. So I have an idea <laughs> that I have started working on that involves a mule, <laughs> a guy on a mule, not a horse. He's on a mule. And then he has his pack mule, mm-hmm. and his pack mule has all the stuff that I would want on the pack mule if I was a nomad cruising the world. Mm. So I have a surfboard, a skateboard, some art supplies, <laughs> ukulele, yeah. you know, fishing stuff. So it's super funny. It's like just creating a character to throw in my urban paintings, and I'm not going to do them in the first part of the series will be all urban stuff with a guy randomly placed on a mule. Cruising through, I don't know, New York or places I've been. Love it. So it's kind of me, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, yeah. The character is me. He might be flipping the bird in some paintings <laughs> from a distance. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, and then I have a whole series like that I've slowly started working on back, you know, a, a little while back that involves some of the skateboarders and the musicians and punk rockers that I know, which has actually led to, because I meet them, I hang out, and we, you know, we've become friends, that mm. I ask, hey, can I bring my camera to the show? Which opens up a whole other thing. And I'm like, this is so cool. Mm. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm going to start doing paintings yeah. from the shows. Yeah. Of them playing, of the pit, and nice. yeah. That's multiple awesome. scary multiple figure stuff coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jerry Springer is one of your collectors. Tell me about that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I have his address. It's I awesome. See. Or one of them. Yeah. I have one of his addresses. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's so you? funny. This is a great story. <laughs> um, so I was doing the Sonoma Plain Air event. 
It's a long, it's a longish event. It's like 10 days or something like that. Ooh, wow. So I was up in Sonoma and our, you know, our youngest was, I think she was two or three at the time. And, you know, I missed her mom. So I'm home a lot, right? Then I'm gone because I'm doing the show. I did, there was a time where I was doing like 12, 13 shows in a year. Mm. Plus all the other stuff, you know, but I'm out there trying to promote and get out there and, Mm-hmm. You know, so anyways, um, so I'm doing the Sonoma show and I, it's so funny cause I was like, okay, I'm going to do the biggest planner painting in the show. <laughs> I got this giant, like, I don't know, eight inch wide <laughs> frame to go with it from Randy Higby, Mr. AKA King of Frames. Um, <clears throat> yes, Randy, I just plugged you. <laughs> um, he, he loaned me that frame. He's like, you should take this frame. It's so big. It's so awesome. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I put it up in the show. It doesn't sell at the gala event. And it's the biggest. Well, like they had like kind of like make sure there's room for it. And they're all like, how the hell do you paint this in three days? I'm all, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. um, So the next morning is the event at the, in the square in Sonoma. And I'm there, and I haven't seen the family. They're staying at um, my wife's aunt's in Novato, which is right in Marin County, right nearby. They came up for the last weekend in the event and stuff. I'm bitter about the night before, maybe a little hungover, because there's a lot of wine poured at these <laughs> events in, in wine country. Okay. Um, and I'm, I didn't sell my painting the night before, and I'm all, nah, 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 nah. So, and then, like, I'm just watching people go by my little booth area, like, not even wanting to be near me because I'm such a negative ass. <laughs> just Putting like, out an aura. Yeah, you know. Which would know. attract yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm sitting over at a table, and my family comes up, and they're like, I'm like, oh, hi, and Olivia's super, they're both kids are super excited to see me, and mm-hmm. excited to see everybody, and then I look, and, like... Oh, I have to back up a little bit. Sorry. So earlier, like Jerry Springer showed up and he had walked around and I introduced myself to him and I was like, Oh, nice to meet you. And he's like, Oh, I like this one. He liked the biggest painting. Hmm. And so I'm laughing about that. Then my family shows up. Like he's like, we're going to go walk around some more. So they go walk around some more and my family shows up and I'm all like, Ooh, Hey, uh, you know, like so great to see everybody. Then he comes back with his wife, and and so I'm like, hmm. like here, yeah, here, here, honey, take Olivia, bye, <laughs> gotta go. Jerry Springer's back, and I walk over and talk to him and his wife, and and he's you know I'm just and he's like, out of all the ones in this show, I can't believe this one's still here. Mm. You know, he's like, we collect all kinds of art, and no, 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 no we're going to buy this one. And I'm like, well, all right then, you know, like, <laughs> let me wrap it up. Hello. Right. Oh, and then it's like, he's like, well, so the story is <clears throat> he and his wife and sister-in-law and brother-in-law or however that works. They were in Sonoma for a wedding. Like their daughter was getting married or their, somebody's daughter was getting married. And they flew in and on his plane, of course, but his plane wasn't big enough to hold all their luggage and the painting. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, I can get you a new frame. 
that frame's giant. He's all, no, no, I want the frame. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm all, give me your address. Yeah. I'll mail it to you. He's like, how much does that cost? I'm like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, I'll just get it to you. So he writes down his address. He goes and pays. And then they left and they went to the wedding. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's a big painting, so I'm like, I just sold that. Wow. You know, and that paid for, uh, that was a great week, you know, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I never, Ooh. so I was kind of the talk of the show for a couple of years. Of course. So I weaned off since then, since, you know, whatever. Mm. But yeah, that was the Jerry Springer's special. <laughs> Love it. So I did notice on your website you do some prints. Is that just a couple paintings and a limited edition? And yeah, limited edition and just of a couple different images. It's mm. that's like I that's like the marketing thing, you yeah. know. Like yeah. you got to hustle on it. And just I'm, a couple. I suck at it, mm. so I do limited. Sometimes I sell them out. Not you know, it's funny. So the last one I did, which was of the um, Market Street Hustle, you know, this is us listening to other people. Like, I've posted that and had so many comments on it. Like, oh, I can't afford the original, but if I want to, if you had a print, and mm-hmm. I've heard that a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, fine, here you go, everybody. I've made prints of this available. There's two different sizes, nice. you know, and they look great, you know, and I've sold minimal, probably 15 mm-hmm. out of the whatever the, you know, one is. And so I'm like, where'd everybody go <laughs> like pay up man oh I, love oh, I support the arts really yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, you know I can count on my hand from high school how many people have bought on one hand mm. for how many people have bought paintings for me mm. or prints and it's like four I'm like dude you live in Newport Coast now that's a really rich You've got a little people. bit of money. That's Put right, it down. way up on the hill with an ocean view and 3,000 square feet and above mm. on half an acre kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's like 3 million plus for a home up there. And I'm like, you haven't bought one damn painting. You've got a lot of wall space. <laughs> Stop making nice comments on I, Instagram. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like... These guys are mostly Facebookers, but still. Yeah. All right. Your best hack, tip, or technical advice? Don't be scared to experiment, mm-hmm. you know? Like, with a brush, especially. Mm-hmm. There's several angles on a brush. But, the I don't know, the best hack or tip is to practice. <laughs> you know? Oh, boy. That's a good one. What? Practice? That's a good one. You got to build the miles. You got to get the... 10,000 billion hours of time under your belt, mm-hmm. you know? And, oh, here's another tip. Don't post every single damn painting you do yeah. on the internet. Okay. Don't post it on social media because, like... Someday uh, you'll regret it. You will, and you'll be like, <laughs> why did I post that one? Yeah, exactly. Why did you post that one? Archive. Yeah, I mean, just be selective. You're right. Yeah. You know, put your best foot forward all the time. Yeah. Like that. What's your most unusual uh, plein air or teaching story? Funny, dangerous, or otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> I have a few of them, actually. Oh, all right. 
<clears throat> I've told these stories before, but this is a new audience. So. <laughs> East Coast. Um, one time I got the cops called on me because I was painting on the street, streets of Palm Springs, in a quote-unquote bad neighborhood. Um, and I was painting somebody's like old work truck from the mid-50s. Mm. I was parked on their driveway. And the lady comes home, the owner comes home, and she's like, what are you doing? And she's got a southern accent, so it was kind of a trip, because I'm, <laughs> I'm in Palm Springs, and she has a southern accent. You paint my truck! And I'm like, well, it's a really nice truck. It's my husband's truck! I'm like, I'll tell your husband he has an awesome truck, ma'am. <laughs> kind of stuff, and you know, so she's like, I'm calling the police. And I'm like, I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not on, I'm in, I'm in public eye of this. Mm. I'm allowed to do that. So, so, um, I'm like, you can call the cops. Go ahead. And, you know, I got the reggae on. I'm all like in my own zone. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Jamming. Uh-oh. You know, and may have had some creative enhancement in the cab of the truck. Uh-oh. Um, so I'm out there painting, and I'm all just, like, this lady's just, whatever, you know, yeah. like, and I just keep painting, because I know I'm not doing anything wrong. I got, I do my eye drops, I got the gum in, just in case a cop show up. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> the not one cop shows up. Oh, yeah, like five cops. Five cops show Crazy. up. So the first one comes up on a motorcycle. Well, I mean, look at your tattoos. I, yeah, I mean, I'm scared. Can you blame you know, I, yeah. <laughs> And I'm listening to my reggae music. The cop comes up, and he's, on, he's the first one to arrive, and he's on his motorcycle, and he, like, comes up, and, and I'm like, because I see something coming, and I'm all like, what? And he comes right next to me, and does a little 360 and then he parks <laughs> and I'm like hey how you doing and he's like how are you I'm like I'm good and then all of a sudden rear, yeah, rear, yeah. you know like I'm like what the fuck is going on I'm like I'm just painting uh -oh. there's no need for five of you to show up yeah. and <clears throat> he's like oh no you're good he's all we're here to tell her that you're you're not breaking any laws, and it's perfectly legal for you to be here. It takes five of them? Yeah, exactly, because I guess they're bored there. <laughs> and so, and I'm all like, okay, cool, thanks. Kind of and just... the, the, the head dude, watch commander guy, is in, he's out on this, too. And I'm like, what? Like, he's all, hey, he's all, hey, man, this is a really rough neighborhood, and so, like, school's going to be getting out soon, so if you get, he's all, you could have, like, three or four of these kids swarm on you, and I'm all, like, okay. I'm like, this is, I'm all, I live in LA, bro. This ain't a rough neighborhood. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, you never know, man. And I'm like, okay. So he's like, here's my card. And he writes down his cell number on the back. You have any issues, call that cell number and I'll be right here to help. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So You're my, on escort. yeah, exactly. So I, I just keep painting. So they, there was like a family that like there was, 
they own like three different houses right across from each other. And her nephew comes out. I met her, like the, his sister and talking, Oh, you like reggae? Yeah, I like reggae, you know, whatever. And what are you painting? I'm like, yeah, I'm painting your uncle, the truck. Oh, that's my uncle's truck. You know, I was like <laughs> uncle Louie or whatever his name is. And I'm like, Oh, this is classic. You know? And they're like, they're all, they all have the Southern draw on them. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I'm in Palm Springs. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm all, yeah, man, I'm all the lady that lives over there called the cops on me. They were just here. He's all, Auntie called the cops on you? Oh, man. He's all, I'm sorry. She's just, oh, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, it's not your deal. You know, he's like, that's a really nice painting of my uncle's truck, though. And I'm like, thank you, you know. And so I like, I'm like, I'm gonna get the hell out of here. And I finished up up enough to where I could finish it yeah. in the hotel room later. And oh gosh, got the hell out of there and left. That's good. The next year at the same show, I got kicked off the little Indian reservation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're a little more serious there. That was um, a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Early morning painting found an old car and I made the mistake of going to get the better view with the light hitting it and that was going on to the reservation mm -hmm. and next you know I'm halfway into it and I'm there early so I'm getting the morning morning light the kids come out to play it's like 7 30 in the morning and then all of a sudden I hear hey, get inside you know and I'm like like what like what happened you know like yeah. you know and I'm just like, do 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 painting and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's cold, too, because it's like like November or whatever. So it's a chilly morning there. And I look over, and I see this 6'4", Native American Indian guy, kinky curly hair, like it's morning. He's wearing a down coat and pajama shorts. And he's pissed. Ooh. And all I see, he's backlit. Oh, yeah. From the morning <laughs> sun. So you can't tell what his expression is. No, I can't see it. And just I see steam coming off of him. And he's breathing oh like gosh. all heavy. Okay. And he just starts in on me and he's yelling at me. And I'm like, he's like, well, no, the reservation, oh, no. I can shoot you. And like, he's going into it. I'm like, Oops. whoa, bro, I'm, all, I'm just here doing a painting of the truck. I'm all, look, painting of the car. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry. And. He starts like, you know, I could shoot. I'm like, you said that, <laughs> you know, and I'm still like, and so I'm not a small person, as you can see. Well, you guys can't see me, but anyways, and I, you know, I've been around the block. I've got some tattoos, we'll say, and I'm like, what, am I going to get into it right now? This giant monster of an Indian and I'm going to have to. <laughs> stop painting and probably get my ass kicked or something. I don't know. So I'm like, hold up, brother. I'll, I'll pack up and I'll leave. You know, I'm like, I'll happily enough. I'll, let me give me, I'll, let me just give me a few minutes. And he's pacing around the car. So, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. so then I'm like, take my jacket off, take my flannel off. And it's just t-shirt time. And I'm ready to go. And he sees me that I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm not like, you can come and come at me. But I'm going to give it all to you. And I'm pretty good at giving it all, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, just back up. 
and give me five minutes to throw my shit in the truck and I'm out of here. And he's like, and he sees it. I'm, I'm now I'm threatened and I'm pissed and I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know? And I'm like, and I'm ready to go. And I mean, I bounced for four years, people. So it's like, I can <laughs> go after a big guy that's bigger than me. I know how to handle him. Hopefully. <laughs> it's worked in the past. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, holy shit, I'm going to get into it. And I'm like, just give me a second, man. I'm, I'm out of here, you know? So I just literally folded up all my crap through it in the back of the truck. And he's like, I'm really sorry that I came at you like that. And he's like, next time, you can come back and paint, but just please come knock on the door. I'm like, bro, I got here at 6.30 in the morning to catch the sunrise. I'm like, it's 7.30 now. And I'm not coming back. You know, sorry I bothered you. Have a nice day. And if I knocked on the door at 6.30, how would you read Yeah, right. (laughs) With a... Yeah, right. <laughs> no thanks. Hi, hi, hi. So that's just a couple of my yeah. plan stories. Crazy. Yeah. I've been thrown in the pokey for a painting outside, but I've been kicked off properties and mm. asked to never come back. And... Tell us about your DVDs a little bit before we end here. DVDs. I have two. And how long are they? What do you do? What do you teach? <clears throat> They're both urban. One's a cable car ah, okay. going up a hill in San Francisco, <laughs> um, which I love that town. So it was like when they asked me to do it, I was like, sure. Yeah. And that's with Streamline. Wait, yeah, that's with Streamline Publishing. Okay. Um, that's like a six hour, six and a half hour video. Yeah. Um, and then the next one was with Lilydale Publishing, Video Publishing. And that's like a... F- Three and a half hour. It's a shorter one. And those are all linked on your website. Yeah, they're all on the website. And then that is of a trolley car on Market Street in full daylight. So you get the bright colors. Hmm. Nice. Another street scene, you know. So you're got your website, scottwpryor.com. Instagram, what's that? Scott W. Pryor. Okay. And Facebook? Same thing. All righty. So people can find you and look you up and see when you're coming coming back next year. Yes, and right. I'm going to Scotland. Yes, tell me about that. What's happening? Some there? lady named Elaine. <laughs> I think I know her. <laughs> she uh, is organizing a uh, trip, and so I'm going over with Charlie Hunter to tag team on a workshop over there in Pink Castles and drink whiskey. Now, will it's this be, be awesome? Will this be filmed? Do you know? Is this part of her? This might be filmed. I heard rumor that maybe. Mm. You should work oh, on that in a nice series. We should definitely work on that. Mm. But, you know, I'm not the boss. I'm just the guy who schleps paint around. <laughs> well, thank you. This has been great. Thank you. And I appreciate it. In the middle of a workshop, taking the time <laughs> to do this. I'm going to go to sleep now. I know, I know. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. 
Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.